Hello, treasured women. Joy is of the Lord because it's a noun of his creation. It's a part of who God is. That's what we looked at last week. So this week, we are going to look at how joy comes out of us and how we can partner with joy in situations. Hi, my name is Karina Don Reed, and I am going to bring you on my joy journey today. The Trumpets of Tears of Podcast is a biblical lifestyle targeting tool for shifting your mindset from the world's way back to God's way. I love joy. I just love it. The joy of the Lord is truly sustaining. I have many people that for some reason assume that because I'm joyful, I must have had an easy life. And that certainly isn't the case. Like everyone else, I've made choices outside of God's will when I was younger. And I was even a single mom for many years. That's not easy. You'll also be surprised to know that I grew up in the country, in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) When you're at a place in life where you don't want to be, It's easy to give in to those feelings and allow them to weigh you down. Often we set goals for ourselves that are so far out from where we are at currently that the goal seems unattainable and therefore we get discouraged because it seems unattainable. But in that discouragement, it keeps us from moving forward. And that's exactly where the enemy wants us to be, discouraged, stationary, stagnant. When we're stationary, we aren't moving ahead with God's plans. We can all look at our lives and see the times when joy wasn't present in our life because of the hardships that we were in, because of the spiritual immaturity that we were at, and our life was stagnant. And that's exactly it. The absence of joy causes us to remain in the same place because we have no motivation to push through and to move forward. Now, I'm not making light of things in this world. Things in this world are tough. But as children of God, as Christ followers, we are called to carry out God's purpose and God's plan regardless of what goes on around us. And the only way we can do that is by moving forward and staying focused on Him. So how do we have joy in a stale place? How do we stay operating in a place of joy so that we can continue to move forward for the Lord? Well, when we look at scripture, there are actually a lot of examples, but today I want to start with this scripture and most of you already know this. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Now it's important that we look at the scripture in context so that we understand what's happening during this time when the Lord says this. So as the Lord says this at this time, Nebuchadnezzar had rounded up all the Israelites in Jerusalem and shipped them off to a camp in Babylon. They were being exiled. They were in a concentration camp. Sounds like Hitler, doesn't it? (laughs) We need to know our history so we can see the things that are coming. And Nebuchadnezzar, he also rounded up the king and the king's family and all of the skilled people in the land. Scripture even tells us 
that 10,000 captives were taken. That's a lot. Then Nebuchadnezzar stole all the things of monetary value out of Solomon's temple, and then he destroyed their holy temple. And he stole from the house of God. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> so as the Israelites were in captivity, they knew that their holy place had been pillaged and destroyed. So yeah, many would have felt completely hopeless. Not joy. But then the Lord in that gives them specific plans. God tells them to build, to plant, to multiply, even in exile. God instructs them to keep moving forward. So then the Lord starts to build their expectation. But then we see in Jeremiah verse 10, For God said, When 70 years of exile have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and inspect you and keep my good promise to you to bring you back to this place. But did you catch that? 70 years. God said they needed to be obedient for 70 years and then he would deliver them. Now let's not forget that it took the same people group 40 years to get into the promised land and then at this point in time, now they've been removed from that promised land that took them 40 years to get there. And now God's saying, you thought 40 years was going to be long. Now it's going to be 70. Wow. So, of course, not everyone who heard these words would live long enough to see their homeland again. It's pretty obvious that there would be a complete lack of joy as we can understand it. That's a hardship. And as God gives directions, and then he gives a timeline, he gives a promise in verse 11 that says, For I know the plans that I have for you, plans of peace and well-being and not of disaster to give you a future and a hope. Because of God's goodness, even when we're in a hardship, even when our circumstances are less than ideal, he has a plan. And that's where our joy needs to come in because he has a plan. He's always at work and he's doing things behind the scenes that will set his children up to receive something amazing. But because we're on his timeline and not our own timeline, not everyone gets to see the promise and the reward in this life. But in the same way that you and I work hard in this life to be able to give our kids an inheritance and leave something behind for the next generation, we need to do the same thing with God. Because God wants us to leave behind a spiritual inheritance for others so that they're going to be better off. But it's our job to till the soil. It's our job to pave that pathway. Our life is not our own. Our life is God's. And if God wants us to till the soil so that someone else can benefit, then that's his choice. And it's our job to be obedient and love and trust him. But what an honor it is to be used by our almighty God, our God who chooses us to work for him. How incredible. Out of all the people on the earth, we are the ones who got the job. We celebrate getting earthly jobs. We need to celebrate getting spiritual jobs. 
all jobs are work. But when we work for the Lord, you better believe there's going to be a huge payoff. And we might have to wait until our graduation to heaven for that payoff, but then that's a payoff for all eternity. It doesn't get better than that. We can't be so, so short-sighted. Even in this life, we invest in things today so we can have a more secure future years from now. How much more important it is to invest in our spiritual inheritance and secure our eternal home. That's reason to have joy. Knowing that even if our work isn't celebrated in this life, we will be celebrated in heaven and we get to live there for all eternity for doing well today. For putting our head down and tilling the soil all for the Lord for trusting in God through the hardship and knowing that he has a plan and it's in his children's best interest and there is an eternal reward for it all. Nothing is ever in vain with God. Absolutely nothing. It's more than enough for us to have joy. Now I want to continue in Jeremiah 29 because it says in verse 13 and 14, then with a deep longing, you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. And you will find me when you search me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes. And I will free you and gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. It's so beautiful. The Lord loves us so much that even though he draws close to us, he wants us to draw close to him. Just as the Israelites, they built their temple and they observed the holy days and they got to a point where they were just going through the motions even though they were the right motions. They knew what was expected of them and they were obedient, but that wasn't enough for God. God wanted their heart posture. God wanted their heart in worship of him. God wanted them to need him and for them to draw close to him. From the time that the Lord removed Adam and Eve from the garden, and he no longer walked with them, he missed them. He missed their time together. And in every relationship, it takes both parties to be all in. And God is always all in with us, but often we aren't all in with him. And he will do whatever it takes and allow people to rise up against us so that we will draw close to him. And when we do that, that's when the Lord turns the tables. That's when God will move. But it's our own heart posture that will cause the movement. When we deeply long for the things of the Lord, we will find satisfaction in him. Not in the things of this life, not in the circumstance change, but when we find our satisfaction in him, then he will move on our behalf. God's ways are amazing. All we need to do is turn to the Lord to be hungry for him, to search out and seek his ways. 
And then he goes into battle for us. We don't need to battle. We just need to turn to him. Our part is honestly very easy. From our standpoint, God has the much harder part, even though it's not hard for him. But it would be hard for us, and it is hard for us until we turn to him. God does the actual heavy lifting, and that's the reason to have joy. Life could be so much harder, and we often make it so much harder. <laughs> but we have an almighty, all-powerful God on our side, ready to do our bidding, ready to bring his justice. Have joy, my sisters in Christ, knowing that God has a plan for your life, and he is ready to use you right here and right now. Amen? God is so good. Next week, we're going to take another look about digging deeper into God's joy. But if you are a woman, I encourage you to join us. It will awaken your purpose and you will be transformed. Join us in a very authentic, tangible way. Become a part of the Trumpets of Tirza community. Until next week, God bless you.